The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. Welcome. You're listening to the One Tough Mother Podcast. We're glad you're here again this week. We've got Tough Mother Gail. Woohoo! And Hello, we've got everybody. Tough Brother Seth. Oh, thank you. I, I graduated. Yeah, he, yeah, we took him off the mother's desk. Um, and we want to put a shout out to our dear friend and our sister, Tough Mother Lisa, who couldn't be with us today. Her nephew had passed away, and he's now an angel. And Lisa's taking care of family business. We love you. We love you, Lisa. We support you, and we're here for you, Lisa. You'll hear Lisa next week, but being the trooper that Lisa is, of course, she put together headaches and headlines for me, but I won't be able to do it as well as Lisa does it. (laughs) So, Gail, tell me what was great in your life this week. Oh, over the last, uh, the eclipse. Yes. It was, even though here in Midtown it was overcast, it was magnificent to stand outside and watch all of these people looking up with a sense of hope and wonder and childhood curiosity for a minute or however long two minutes whatever the world stopped and looked at something that was bigger than themselves and positive and i loved every minute of of it i I love that the way you're saying it because i thought that too for a moment everybody got together and forgot what was going on and just looked with wonder at what was happening yeah. in the sky. The cosmos, it's bigger than all of us, right? It's incredible. Yeah. Okay, tough brother Seth, what happened in your life this week? I looked up and I, I burned my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to take those damn glasses <laughs> off. I can't see, I can't see. I was, like, oh. I was taking little peeks and like looking away. And like, it was, uh, we, didn't, we weren't in the best uh, location for, for the yeah, eclipse. No. Yeah. How about uh, the kids? Did they watch it? Did, did you take the glasses no. home? or no? no, but uh, my neighbor, my downstairs neighbor, drove to Nashville. Wow. Oh, my gosh, yeah, really? And watched it, yeah. Wow, that's really, really cool. Yeah, they said it was awesome. And you, and you saw, you could tell it from, if you're on that, what was it called? Like the If you're on that certain line. Oh, the, yeah. That you can see it really well, so. Oh, that's really, really cool. The one line cool. that went through, I think, Georgia. I think, I think she was on, a, on water or something. She went on a, on a kayak or a canoe or something and watched it. Yeah, something that crazy like so that. That is so really cool. Yeah. Good for there her. people posting some of the most amazing, amazing photographs. Pictures, right. Oh, my God. It's just amazing. The, the line of totality, which is what you're talking about. Yes. When they, when they yeah. got that's to it. the line of totality, I listened to this. I watched it on um, the NASA site, and they had this um, woman talking from NASA about what's happening, and all of a sudden you see this professional woman going on and on about it, and she goes, oh, there's, there's the ring, there's the ring, because you get to see the diamond and the crest, and she goes, I'm sorry, I'm so emotional right now. <laughs> I've been waiting for this, and I just burst out laughing, because I, she was so like, okay, and what happens is, at a two-degree angle, the sun will pass, oh, there's the ring! <laughs> it was adorable. I know, I'll speak for Lisa when she said, she was, I waited a hundred years for this. <laughs> Yeah, she was pretty put back by that. Well, um, I want to tell you that we have a great show today. We Wait, have... what about you, Karen? Oh, I don't want to tell you what I did. Yeah, no, I, come I, on, got to do it. I broke through my cellar door. Oh. And don't, I don't want anybody coming to my house and look at the door and go, well, if you'd have taken the pins out. The door got locked. Ma and I couldn't get in the basement. 
I needed to get in the basement because it's my gym. I tried to be calm. I tried to break the doorknob. The doorknob would not break. I'm telling you, I could get a quick set because these babies are steel. Couldn't get it broken. So then I tried to take the pins out. The pins came out. The door wouldn't move. Okay. So now I'm like, okay, what do I do? All my tools are down there. So I took a, a hammer that I had upstairs and a screwdriver and all this. No matter what I did. When you have those stupid hollow doors and you start moving the, the insides of the doorknob and the lock around, it just grinds out the middle of the door. It just takes that hollow fibers that they have on the inside. And I just see all the shavings falling away. And I'm being very careful not to break the door. At the last, and well, male manager Ma's there with two flashlights, one barely lighting and the other one pretty good light. And she's like, got him there on the, trying to be very helpful and being, you know, well, you move me if you do then you know i'm trying to keep myself myself very cool and calm and i said to her you know what's going to tick me here ma is if people come over and go oh why didn't you do this why didn't you do because i've done everything so she's doing finally i looked at her i said door's done look at all the fibers on the ground and just took the hammer and went boom right on the doorknob and that was it game over but Karen, you solved the problem. I got through. You always do. I always do. <laughs> You're like the mighty Thor. I, I was, yeah, I, I feel she better. Is. Yeah, so now we have a, a basement door in the kitchen that doesn't have a handle. And it's got a hole that you can't put a handle on because the hole's too big. So I get a new door. I actually have a door up in the attic that came off my bedroom and I put French doors on. So I'll probably just have one of my boys go up there this weekend and pull it down and I'll put it on. So. It's okay. I just, I just, it was like, I felt like a dummy that I couldn't get through it. Yeah, but didn't no. it feel good to hit, hit it with the hammer? It was after, <laughs> after 55 minutes. <laughs> when I hit that baby with a hammer, I was thrilled. It was great. So um, when we come back, we have a fabulous guest on today. I'm super, super excited about this woman. Um, Carrie Maslin is the vice president of operations for samsung she's amazing samsung and it's not just phones and it's not just tvs and i actually have a samsung refrigerator it's not just refrigerators they have so many things under the name of samsung she's going to give us some ideas of what they have going on but she's also going to talk about how you navigate the world and life and the rivers of family and career so when we come back that's who's going to be here we'll be back Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. This week's guest is truly One Tough Mother. Carrie Maslin is Vice President of Business Operations at Samsung and has been in the IT channel for 30 years. Did they have IT in 30 years ago? Okay, well, six consecutive years, CRN, Computer Reseller News, has spotlighted Carrie as one of the Power 100, which made which is made up of women executives in IT, whose insight, influence, no matter where they work or what they're doing, is solely dedicated to advancing and accelerating the IT channel. Mother of three adult children who recently celebrated, believe it or not, 34 years married. Carrie has successfully navigated the perilous waters that flow between family, and we all get that, and career. And here to share how she did it with us, we want to welcome with great pleasure to the One Tough Mother Show, Carrie Maslin. Oh, so yay. Yay, 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 yay. I'm super excited. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. We were super. And again, everybody that knows me knows the show knows I stalked her down on social media. 
Because that's what I do. <laughs> Karen's so good at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good stalker. <laughs> so, Carrie, 30 years? It's really hard to believe. As a matter of fact, 30 years ago, I was a systems engineer right out of college, a little bit more than 30 years ago. And the device I was supporting was actually a precursor to today's computers. And it, the device was called the HP 85. I was working for Hewlett Packard. And that computer, if you compare that to your smartphone that you have in your hand, today's smartphone is 3,000 times more powerful and costs 25% less. So a lot has changed in over 30 years. 3,000 times more powerful. And it's all running to phone, right? That's where everybody's going now. Mobile is really driving the digital transformation, and everybody has one. <laughs> yes, yeah. some more than one. So Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So in the industry, the length of the time that you've been in the industry, tell me when you first started, was it all men? There were a lot of men, and I uh, was often the only female in a room or in meetings. And unfortunately, that's still the case today, mm -hmm. although I have seen it change recently, and I'm very optimistic for the future because I think tech, the definition of tech is really changing in, in terms of the scope and scale of jobs. Right. And so it, I think it used to be much more narrowly um, maybe appropriate for engineers or math majors, but today really we need women that can do any number of jobs in the high tech industry. Right. Right. And you know what? That, that was always kind of like a misnomer that women don't do math. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm not I, I've worked with big, big numbers in my years of being in, you know, owning a marketing company. But um, I know women would be like, well, I just don't do numbers very well. But I think that's just kind of a label we got somewhere. You're intimidated by it because people tell you you can't do something. Exactly. Just, what is it that you live to that sometimes? Yeah. yeah math was my favorite subject. So. <laughs> yeah. So and, and that's cool because I, I want young women to start. I read a lot about young women needing to go into sciences and math. And my daughter has a degree in biology. So I, I really pushed, you know, we want you to have something in sciences and math. Seth, your, your daughter, she's wild, right? Yes. How, does she, she two and two? She's almost two. Yeah, yeah oh. so you push her towards math, dude. That's the way she's yeah, gonna go. Yeah, I think she's gonna go more to UFC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that, yeah. that could be tough. <laughs> They're starting to focus more on science, mathematics, tech, STEM, I think you need a, a balance yeah. of everything. I think you need the STEM for the hard sciences, the right. hard thought logic, et cetera. But I think you also need the liberal arts so you can communicate clearly. Exactly. So I think the, the, balance. the balance of both is really important. Oh, that's that's awesome. So I have to ask, because I wasn't successful at this, how have you been married 34 years and worked in this industry, worked in any industry in bit, and you really like rose up through the ranks? Like you were big in HP at the time, right? Well, I'd like to think I'm a legend in my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we I've, all? <laughs> I've worked for three big companies and enjoyed uh, my life at all of them. And, and I learned something and took something away from, from each one of those. But to me, the secret to being married is you pick the right person. Mm -hmm. You have mutual respect for each other. You truly wish the best for each other. And then especially during the teenage years when you're you know, raising teenagers, at least right. one of you has to keep a sense of humor. So right. it, it's, uh, and then I think be realistic about there are going to be ups and downs and enjoy the ups and work through the downs and remember why you got married in the first place. But it's work. Yeah. But it's just, it's awesome. 
so many of us don't pick the right person to be with though. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been, been really so lucky. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I think so. What does he do? What does your husband do for a living? He's a doctor and oh. he went to med school uh, when we had our third child. So. Oh, that's really cool. Really, Congratulations to him. It was really exciting, and he's um, really generous because what he said was, you know, thank you for putting me through med school. Now it's your turn to do what you want. Oh, so that's awesome. exactly what you yeah. want for your spouse that's is that great. he's found his calling, and he's so supportive of me to do what I want to do. And that, and so what about the kids? Like when, you're, when they, you were working, he's working or he's going to school. You have three kids. How close in age? The the. First one is there's seven. There's five years difference and then two years difference. Okay, so they're, they're, that's a good lot, right, Seth? We they were that. all teenagers at the same time. Right. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty what? sad. That was me too. Ooh. That's work. Yeah, I'm gonna have that too. Yeah, wait, you wait. You'll be calling me anyway. <laughs> I'll be around for support. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you just said the the key word. So when I was raising our our kid, when I when we were raising our kids, I lived around the corner from my parents. And so I had a second set of parents for our kids. Beautiful. And you have to have that support network. And if you are not as fortunate as we were, then you have to make your family. You build your family. You build your community with neighbors and friends. And I talk to a lot of people and I say, you have to ask for support. And they say, oh, I can't ask for help. I can't ask somebody to do the carpool. I said, would you help? If somebody asked you, of course they would. So you just have to get comfortable to build that support network. And and what I felt like that did was it allowed me, when I was at work, to truly be at work. Yeah. And then when you're at home, you can really be at home. But you have to get that figured out. Otherwise, you've got the stressor in the back of your head all the time. could you cut it off when you got home? Could you cut off work? I could and I did. I think it's more challenging for mothers today because, mm-hmm. again... 30 years ago, we didn't have cell phones. Right. We, were, yeah. we didn't even have pagers. We were doing pink right. slips of message paper. Right. So no, I think it takes more It takes more discipline. 7 and you're, exactly. you're, you're digging in, you're ringing, your emails are coming through all through the night. People are emailing you on Christmas Day. You've got to turn your phone off for dinner. You keep it away from the dinner table. You keep it away from the bedroom. You've got to set limits. Yeah. And you know, that's, you're, you're so right. I say this all the time. You have to build... I think we've lost our sense of community. And I see this all the time and I feel this all the time. I was a former military wife where we lived and we lived all over the world. Um, My parents were nowhere around. I had no support. So we had each other. More than likely when there was a deployment that went on, they all deployed at one time. So all the men would leave us and leave us behind on, on the installation that we lived on. So we had to bind together we had to bound ourselves and help each other because that's all we had i mean you had to worry if one kid was sick and you had to run one kid to the doctor you had to do this you you did rely on your neighbors and you became very good friends you became family you had those cookouts Mm -hmm. that your husband's gone and everybody gets we lost that we lost that sense of community i don't know if it's and i'm not putting down cell phones in any way but it's just the way the world has changed i think you can still make it though yeah, I, I think, think so there's too. still pockets. I Again, I'll say I've been really fortunate to live in neighborhoods. We still do Halloween parades and Fourth of July it's parades. Yeah. And so you have to make an effort. It used to be yeah. easier maybe. But now I think you can still find it. Yeah, Somebody's just got to be the person to pull it together. I'm really lucky to live in a real neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a very neighborhood. It's very community-based and we all we all stoop, stoop dwell and have a little vino on the on the you know what I mean we That's all perfect. know each other right. and if mm-hmm. the blackout happens or some something like that. 
bad, a disaster happens, we got we've got contingency plans. We've got you're plans. looking out for each other. We are absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do we? You know, that's you, so uh, good. Are your kids close? Are your, any of your kids married? My oldest is married. Mm-hmm. Okay, and are they close? They're really close. I mean, I have to say, for you that are going through the teenage years, it just they come out just be beautiful young adults. Right. We're so lucky. Mm-hmm. And they live close proximity to you? so Two of them do, and one of them, we like her to come home a lot more than she does. But <laughs> <laughs> we all have that Get one. <laughs> we have that one. But yeah, so it's, so they, they grew up with a sense of community and a sense of belonging. They grew up with family. Family is, is so important, and if you don't have family around you, like I said, it's important to build that support system. Could you have done it without it, Carrie? No way. You need, I mean, I, in addition to my parents who were absolute lifesavers and, and I'm, they're probably my best friends, I still relied on other friends and neighbors for picking kids up and doing the reverse favor for them. So it's, I just, I want to make it clear that you're not a disadvantage if you don't live near your parents. You can still make that yeah. connection Absolutely. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, when we're doing that, and I, I, we had discussed this, I had, you know, everybody has an incident when you're a parent. I missed something that one of my kids did. Nobody is the best parent in the world. You don't, you don't get to be. You don't get a book and you're going to screw up. Get used to it and deal with it at the time. So I was telling Carrie that I missed something and people were like, well, you, you know, you have this great life. You travel and you make tons of money and this and this and this. Guess what? It's not worth not being talked to for 10 days. Oh, that's for sure. Well, I tried with um, with our kids. I tried not to miss big things, but you can't always right. plan around that. But the kids do laugh at the small things I miss, like you forgot to pick me up at piano practice <laughs> <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. But, but this does remind me of the, the one incident, which was my aha moment in my career, which was um, I was in a, working on an intense project which was really high profile because I was going all the way to the top at HP. I mean, I was going to be following that straight career path right to the CEO level. And um, I looked at the calendar and I realized it's uh, February 13th. So I frantically called home. My oldest daughter answered the phone and I said, you know, sweetie, you've got to make 75 Valentine cards tonight because, of course, we made Valentine's. You don't buy them. And uh, I said, 25 for your class, 25 for your siblings' classes. And she said, Mom, I have homework, and I'm not the mom. And so that um, was my wake-up well, yeah. call. Good for her. That yeah. good for her is right. And that was my wake-up call that I was spinning out of control. Right. So after that um, assignment ended, I told my, my boss at the time that this was not sustainable, and I actually needed to go take a part-time position so I sought out a job share he was 100% supportive and um, that again it just took a while to readjust my definition of success Mm -hmm. which is it's not necessarily the straight line to the corner office you might be going sideways you might be going backwards and you are the only one that can define your success you cannot let other people define it and there's not only one definition which is ceo right so if are you happy are you contributing are you learning is your family functioning are they all safe are they all healthy that's that's how i've been defining success for me yeah you yeah. know it's great it's great to hear that because i think the definition of success is a very big price to pay i'm, I'm grateful and i'm very blessed that all four of my children are very successful however they also prior prioritize I couldn't get past that prioritize family Mm -hmm. family is there and you need to address it and be 
with them and make others in your family feel that you're part of what's going on. I think young people are missing that right now. I don't know if it's because, you know, we're, we're a little bit our age group. Is it because we went to work and left our kids home or, and the kids are now modeling what we did? I don't know, but I see so many women now that have no – they drop their kids at daycare at 6 and they pick them up at 6 because they yeah. go to the gym after work. Yeah, or they've, that got the na- or they've got the nannies in the house all day even though they don't work. I mean, I see a lot of that. Oh, I never see that. That's crazy. I see a lot of that in my na- – yeah, women who – yeah. And Which you work with a bunch of young women. Kind of what do you think? I think the women, I think it's just a, it's a conflicting, do, again, am I going to be in that corner office or am I going to be a good mom? And and I don't know if men have that same question. I don't know. I don't think they do. I, right. I do. So you do. I yeah, actually, do. Seth does. Yeah. 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 But you're far and few between because you remember I came from a male industry, all men, and not not a lot of them. Well, it's old school, right? I think it's, uh, it's changed a little bit. I, I want to be president. I, I try to, when I'm done with my work for the day, I'm going home. Good. Because and I'm not going to sit here and pretend to work when I don't have work to do if right. I go home and be with my family. Right. So I think you're right. You know why? Because my boys are very active with their children. And I think it's, we have to be careful to generalize. It's not all men do this and all women do right. that. But there's, there's some generalizations. But I'm thrilled to see you set that example for your kids, too. Right. That's Thank how they you. learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's important to, because I keep saying this, and I've said this probably every show now. You're probably Seth's going to give me the look and say stop saying it, but you're raising another generation. If you That's look it. at it life like that, it, it's the next generation of this country and of the world and what they're going to contribute. Exactly. So try to keep that in your head when you're doing stuff for it's, your kids. It's a really. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I'm always looking at people who are, and I'm in awe of it because it's such a hard job. I mean. It really, really is the biggest thing you could ever, ever do. And I always thought it would happen. I just thought I, I, I just didn't get the memo that I should have planned for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, been, uh, should have put that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, the, it, the world moves fast. I it mean, does. Carrie, your industry is insane with Samsung because is it every day you walk in there's a new phone there's a new app there's this there's that go on go on go on go technology moves really fast it's really hard to keep up and that goes back to that question about discipline but you could read all night long you could read every weekend you just have to set your limits of how are you going to keep up and yet have a life outside of work yeah Yeah, because it's almost every day right something's changing in your world something new every day it's right, crazy. I'd be. I would. I don't know if I could. I really couldn't fly that I mean, way. You yes, you could. You did. It's different for, in every oh, industry, right. but you've got the you're same right. kind yeah. of changes I mean, and I mean, competitive you pressures. Must have people that are that is just all they do all day long is innovate. Not right? only not only at our company, but our customers and, and yes, our partners. It, and it, exactly, exactly. It's, mm-hmm. it's an innovation culture. But it's so cool when it's you see what they're doing. These are life changing innovations, mm-hmm. and the, when you see your product. That's used not only as a phone, but as something that's changing health outcomes. It's changing people's yeah. the way they they are interacting with other people, and w- it people are literally changing the world. It's really exciting. That is that that would really flip me. That's really cool because you know when people when you say Samsung and, and I said you know we have Carry On. She's from Samsung. Oh, I have a Samsung phone, or I have an iPhone. You know people. They think of Samsung now. It used to be they think of it as TV, right? Mm-hmm. But TVs are great too, though. They, yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah, the, the TVs are awesome. They're, but they're, one the top, they're one of the tops making TVs now. Yeah, too, for sure. So, really, yeah. what is the big? Tell me some of the bigger 
products that say that Samsung make that you really that you really love the things that you really think are cool that we may not, may not think about right yes yeah besides right. the phones Thank and you. the TVs yes. yeah. yeah so I think that there's a whole household you could do your whole household uh, with Samsung and then you can control it all with your smart hub so you can turn your lights on refrigerator you can, right refrigerator the refrigerators have digital um screens on the front it just you can tell when you're out of something it's the the refrigerator you have to think of that as your your family hub now it's really you know we used to put magnets on with notes and now it's a computer it's that talking to you your refrigerator is now well it's in a way right? in a way exactly it's tells you you need new milk you need to this go is shopping. So, I remember watching it's, Jetsons and thinking, how cool it, is it? Here we are. It is it's exact. The that's the truth. It, it, the future is definitely here. It's you here. have to wonder where it's going. That is crazy. And you know what? She's right. Like, where do you hang out as a family? We have an enormous family room. My boys are on the bigger side. They play college football. So I have this enormous big sectional that I had made a special because it's, I have such a big family. Everybody hangs out in the kitchen. Everybody well, those hangs boys need out to eat. That's <laughs> why, baby. <laughs> that refrigerator door is always loose. <laughs> that's why. But that's so crazy. So it's gonna. It's got a screen. What other one? What other do you have in, in your bag of tricks? I'm on the business side, so to me, the, the devices that we have are again changing the way people work. So there's a new um, transportation mandate that you need to keep truckers safe compliant to drive certain number of hours they've got a log systems but then at night they want to talk to their family they want to skype yeah. they want to watch netflix and so we have tablets that allow them to do both so they can be working with it and, and creating following the the legislative mandates that they have to and then it turns into a personal device at night so again think when you think about devices you think you have to think about them as more than just you know, a tablet to, to doodle or to read. It's actually keeping truckers safe. It's actually keeping truckers interested in wanting to be a trucker because turnover in this industry is really high. So um, we also have the the VR, the oh, virtual reality. So cool. And oh. that's helping people um, get off of opioid addiction. Wow. So I, could, I could totally see how that would happen. How? I don't understand that. If Have you ever done the VR? Yeah, my grandson has go into the like in into any an organization that's really using it at that level and it is ridiculous how you, what you're yeah you're literally in this world pain management yeah. so so yeah. it's you know again it's just don't think of the device as a phone or an email it's you know these are changing lives and that's what's just so cool about so samsung has like a medical like they do medical devices well we have a cmo we have a chief medical officer on our team oh. so yeah, we're we're pretty active in healthcare. that's really really cool it's really cool do your kids think it's really cool Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I have to. I have to compare this because I'll be like, "Yeah, I was in the city at the studio." My kids are like, "Yeah." <laughs> I don't know. I think my kids are pretty cool. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they think you're pretty cool. Uh, it's so. mutual. That's awesome. That's really cool. So you have two daughters and a son. Exactly. Oldest daughter, middle son, middle son, youngest daughter. So my son is really lucky. He has three moms. Oh boy, oh. I bet that kid loved that one. <laughs> boy, oh boy, and so um. Your youngest daughter's how old right now? 24. So she's out of college. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Really, really they're nice. all they wow. they used to ask me, "Am I a real live adult?" And I said, "If you have to ask me, I'm not so sure." But now they are. <laughs> I have three real live adults right now. That's really really mm-hmm. cool. Does that feel surreal to you that all of a sudden they're? I'm just, just so darn proud of them. It 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 went in a blink of an eye. It just really goes it really fast. does. When mm-hmm. you can say that about your kids, mm-hmm. that's success. That's a oh, huge I'm success. so proud of them. I'm, I'm you too, mm-hmm. Karen. Mm-hmm. It, it's so crazy because you and I look at them like they're eight and ten. I can't get past it. I've tried. There are times I recognize they're an adult and I should keep my mouth shut. But in my heart, when I think about them, I really visualize them in my mind as eight and ten. And I have to say to them, I have to tell you this because I, I know you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to really feel bad tonight if I go to bed. I don't tell you. So I say stuff, but um. It's amazing when you see them interact with my, my oldest son has his doctorate in education and somebody came up to me in the parking lot and they said, oh, yeah, the guy was my age. He goes, hi, I work for your son. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that kid didn't pick a towel up off the bathroom floor <laughs> the whole time he was in high school. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. right? It's crazy. And what does what your what is your son do? Can you say or not? He's an IT. Oh, that's oh. So we mm-hmm. both have one in IT. Mm-hmm. That's right. Does he live near you? He does. And you're in DC. Yes. So that's very nice. Mm-hmm. That's a nice, nice area. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yes. Well, so I mean, we're excited that you have successfully navigated the career and as well as your personal and in your family life and we just want some tips throw us a bone here carrie (laughs) throw us a bone i think the the one thing i would say is that it took me a really long time to learn and it, it this lesson gets easier as you get older but um you have to let go what doesn't matter and if it's not a matter of life and death, you need to let it go. And and so I used to be really particular about how I would ask the kids to cut up a salad. You know, can you help me in the kitchen? Can you cut up the salad? And if they would dice, but I meant slice, I was, you know, having a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if I was on a business trip and my husband took them to McDonald's for dinner and 7-Eleven for dessert, I was freaking out, you know, mm-hmm. 100 miles away or 5,000 miles away. And it takes a long time to say let it go it it doesn't matter if they have mcdonald's even if they have you know fast food five nights a week that's not life or death or slicing versus dicing not life and death how do you put the dishes in the dishwasher doesn't matter somebody's helping you (laughs) so to me it's it's asking for help and and giving the, ha- having the reality that there's not only one way to get things done. Right. What, what got you to that place to be able to let go? I think my mom actually, because when I was um, one of the kids was cutting up some salad. <laughs> These aren't really hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always good to put that out there. <laughs> and, uh, and my mom said, "You do you want the kids to help you? Because if you do." doesn't really matter how they cut the tomato up it'll just let them help you so you do need some i needed people to point out mm-hmm. really you're kind of getting upset about or something and i wonder if that's to. control because we kind of, we came from controlling industry so what happens Absolutely. is you forget mm. that you're not speaking to a coworker, or you're not speaking to someone that has to do something a particular way to get the project to through. through yeah to run it mm-hmm. you also are 
on such a schedule all the time. Yes. So you have, you know, two minutes to get to daycare, three minutes to get to this. So you're thinking there's one way to do it and you have to do it this way. And right. then it, it, again, if you just can relax <laughs> and take a breath and say, okay, the end result will get done. Doesn't really matter how we get there. Get there. Again, you, if it's life and death and you got to get somebody out of the house because there's a fire, yeah, there's one way to do that. You grab them and you, you run. Right. <laughs> but other than that, you let it go. great lesson for life, for all, for for all, all of us, us right. how we live in life, mm-hmm. right. generally speaking. Did the know? kids notice it? Did they like, hey, mom's becoming cool. She's not really oh, riding I, right I now. don't think I've heard my kids say, Mom's cool. <laughs> <laughs> they She's not riding us right now. <laughs> they say it behind your back. <laughs> no, they, but they, I think they all appreciate uh, the family life that they did have. So, yeah, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't thank you enough. I can't do just one last question. I have to throw this out there because you're one of the people I'd want to ask this to because I hate it when people ask me this question, but I'd want to ask it to her. I'm paying it for it, babe. <laughs> Anything that you could think of in your life that you could change, what would it be? I would have taken more risk earlier in my career. So when I was just starting out at HP, Microsoft was just coming up. And Microsoft was talking to a lot of us because they were trying to build in the D.C. area. And they said, you know, we're really not paying salaries. We're just paying stock. And I was totally risk averse and I said I could never do that how do I make a house payment if I'm getting you know how do I know what the stocks can do all of my buddies that went there retired in two years (laughs) (laughs) it was ridiculous so I just was so risk averse and what especially when you're young and you have the chance to do over let's say you let's say the stock didn't do anything and you lost it all plenty of time to, to do, do it. it over so i just uh i don't i would never say that i regretted that but but again i wish i would have taken more had a higher risk profile mm. when i was younger that's a that's a really good point and cool well i have it now because i quit my job at 50 <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not making the money so. but no but remember there's more to life than money right. i mean again to find right we have to be careful about how we define success mm-hmm. and and um it's not always about the money. You're so not. right. I love it. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for coming in. Oh, I'm thank so glad you. we met on um, LinkedIn. I followed her down. She, you're, you proved to be everything I thought you'd be. Oh, what a pleasure. You're thank great. you so much. Thank you thank for coming you. in. Seth, do you have anything thank nice you. to say? That was great. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, just, I, I did one quick question. Sure. Uh, how do you, when you go from work to home, and like you, you know, like you say let go. How, is there anything you did to wind down, or maybe you drive home, or you commute home? Is there anything that you did to like kind of get out of the work mode and into home mode? What I always did when I had long commutes and little kids was I always did books on tape. And so I felt really productive because I was getting enlightened or educated or entertained. If there was bad traffic, it never bothered me because I said I get one more chapter done. So it kind of changes your mind from this, you know, panic rush, let me get home right away to wow, this is a really cool book that I'm in a different zone. So that was my transition mechanism oh very cool that's a great idea uh, right? and people can do podcasts yeah. Like exactly yeah, exactly yeah. yes mm-hmm. that's great well thank you carrie sure thank you, you. <laughs> thank you so again. much we're gonna have her back right we're gonna yeah. have her back <laughs> we have to do that we have to or we can go down to her place and do a show from anytime we've come to dc in a minute it's gorgeous down there karen you there. know what i'm gonna say right well trip <laughs> <laughs> every time thank you so much thank you and we'll be back 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back. We've got Tough Mother Gail here with our Tough Mother Mail. Here I am with the mail. Let's see. First one we've got here says, Dear One Tough Mother, I have a sinking feeling my husband of 13 years is interested in a woman he works with. They text back and forth about work, in quotes, several times a day. And as he reads these work messages, he is smiling ear to ear. He has also suddenly started to dress better. He brought new shirts, jeans, and underwear that are more stylish, and he doesn't seem to want to do any of the stuff that we used to do together. We don't walk, ride bikes, or even watch sports together anymore. I spoke to him and asked him if there was something going on with him. I asked him if he was bored or maybe depressed, and he said that I was being ridiculous. I suggested we take a trip to spend some time, some time together. I mean, why not? We have the money, and we have no children. And However, he completely blew me off. His reply was, right now, he's really wrapped up at work. So let's talk about this later. I'm physically getting sick over this. What should I do? I don't want to accuse him like some crazy wife, but the signs are there. Several times I've actually gotten up in the middle of the night to check his phone, but everything is erased. Please help. I feel like I'm going crazy. Well, well, well. We've got tough brother Seth in the house. Yes. What's going on with the dude, Seth? What's going on with this dude? Bring it, babe. Uh, I, I I have to be very direct. You know, I can't be oh, on the bush with this. <laughs> you have no kids. Get out. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you putting up with this? Why are you being let this guy make you miserable and crazy for? I love it. I love it's this. Clear. It's, it's clear as day. I mean, if he stopped doing stuff with you, he doesn't want to do stuff with you anymore. And he just doesn't have the... the uh, cojones. Yes, yeah, yeah. the cojones yeah, to walk away. He's like, he's just kind of... He's letting it. He wants you to walk he away. Wants, mm-hmm. He doesn't want to do it himself. That's right. So, you, you, you know, life's too short. If, if this guy doesn't want to share your life with you, you need to find someone who does. That's that's wonderful, Seth. And the fact that he's not engaging in conversation with her about it, does mm-hmm. that say anything, Seth? He's he's shutting down. He's yeah. waiting. For, he's trying to make her he's forcing so her miserable to, to fall out of love with him and leave him. So that he's just, not the bad guy, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I think that's guys do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's not me this time saying get out, everybody. It's, it's <laughs> tough brother Seth. Hey, listen, He's got Gail, it right. Turn that microphone over and get on the mic. How many times do I have to tell you? Well, there you have it. So I'm not even going to add to it. So. Seth is definitely, he's got a feel for it, and we're going to have to go with what he had to say. Next one, Gailie Poo. Dear One Tough Mother, I'm a woman in my late 40s, married for 19 years, and have been a teacher for 18 years. My children are older, and my last one is being sent off to college next year, and I'm ready for a change in my work life. I've loved teaching for almost the past two decades, but I think now that my children are leaving the nest, I want to focus on more of a passion for my, of mine than teach anymore. I love to cook and create large, extravagant meals with my own recipes. It's always been a true fit for me. So I pitched it to my husband that I would love to pursue a life in cooking or possibly open our own restaurant. He shot the idea down with a laugh. No support whatsoever. If I even bring it up, he tells me I'm too old for the industry and for such a huge jump in careers. I know we could financially handle it. Should I follow my heart or my husband? Do it. You know what? Cater. Start with catering. Mm -hmm. Get people interested in your food. You don't need permission. Permission. Why are you? Yeah, you, you work. 
You work and half of whatever you have financially is yours. So if you feel that you can financially do it, do it. What do you say? You, I say do it. I think you're going to regret it if you don't. And if he loves you, he he should be supporting your your spirit growth. He should be support, supporting your expanding yourself in whatever way that you choose to do that as long as you're not, you know, carving up children or something for the meals. I mean, just go for it. Go for it. Life is too short, like Seth said. Go for it. Free. Do it. Go I'm, do it. I'm going to take the other side a little bit. And go just, ahead. Uh, go. Just okay. the fact that um, she mentioned the word restaurant. Now, uh, that's a whole other animal. That's a people don't realize how hard of a business that is and very hard. how much time consuming and how much and how, how many restaurants fail. So I think she should follow her passion but just take it one step at a time. Don't don't start talking. You know, he heard the, he heard the word restaurant and he's like, "No." No, no, I agree yeah, with you because true. my friend did that. He jumped in and bought a restaurant that he saw that was for sale. The theft with people taking right. alcohol yeah, theft, if yeah. you're not there 24-7. People have no idea. It's really bad. Yes. That's why I thought catering. Is, kid, start right. catering. But, she, she, but she, likes, she has her own recipes. Do your recipes on YouTube. Start making right. videos. That's like, a great idea. Right. What, a good idea. what a great idea. Right. Like, just start, if, you, if you have this in, in you, this creativeness in you, just start sharing it. And you're right. It, and eventually, if, if, if you keep going, it'll, you'll end up turning a problem. You know, having those views, and, and if, you, if, your, if your recipes are as good as you think they are, you can be successful. And look, the Food Network's always looking for new people, too. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Who that's thunk? He has a brain. Huh. <laughs> he surprises me on a daily basis. <laughs> I have an earpiece in. Someone's feeding all this to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Thank you, guys. That was a great one. All right. And this last one says, here we go. Hello. I was wondering what your opinion is on a situation I have with my 14-year-old daughter. I'm trying to figure out if it's just me or if anyone else would feel this to be an issue. My daughter asked me one afternoon if she could get her nose pierced and wear a stud. I said no, and that I had nothing against them, but not for my 14-year-old daughter. I said she was too young and to worry about school. I didn't want her to create a certain image for herself or be left with a scar, risk infection, etc. I asked if any of the other kids had them, and she said a few, but they were all over 16. Then she said, what's the big deal? Some of the teachers have them anyway. Oh, great. Luckily, we get along well enough, and she seemed to accept my no, and that was that for now. I stewed a bit on the fact that the teachers, that the teachers were wearing them. If it was college, I doubt it would bother me, but this is high school, and kids are so impressionable. I wrote a letter to the superintendent of schools. I tried not to be disrespectful towards the teachers, however expressed my feelings about how I felt it was unprofessional for them to be worn to school if it was purely a fashion statement and that they should understand how they are supposed to be role models, not fashion models. Many weeks passed. I finally got a response, and Mr. T, in quotes, told me they had a meeting about it and decided it was not an issue. He said the teachers who wore them had small diamond studs and they were very professional. If there were very demonstrative piercings that were disturbing, they would consider looking into the matter, but do not believe that that's, that to be the case at this time. So that's it, and I'm still annoyed. Should I be? Well, I, let me just go jump right in because my kids are all in education, um, or most of them are in ed education, and they're tatted up. They've got tattoos. Now, their tattoos are not visible. Mm -hmm. They make sure they're not visible when they're, when they're in the school district or in, in teaching. I'm, I've got a lot of tattoos, which you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm respectful of people who are here that I think might be annoyed by them, so I will wear pants instead of you know, a dress or I'll cover up my arms, whatever the case may be. It's a new world. I, I think you have to come to terms with this as such a minor, minor, and I'm going to go right into what Carrie was saying. Uh -huh. 
come on, this is such a minor, minor incident. Let it go. If, if they had a huge bone through their nose, right? I might say something. Or but we're talking a diamond, a, a little tiny piercing. Come on, right? Or walking around announcing their Prince Albert, or, right? You know, or right? Nipple piercings or something right. shown through the. Sh- this is very different, and it's kind of like let let them be. Yeah, Seth, I, you're a parent. What do you think? Uh, I think 14 is too young. And I'd say, you know, if you still want one when you're 18, then that'll be y- your decision. But oh, for yeah. Now, it's no, my but decision. I'm talking about the, the, the teachers. teachers. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. I think if it's a. Like, they, I agree with the superintendent. It mm-hmm. doesn't sound like they looked into it and they made a decision. Yeah, at least they looked into it. They could have just blown it off. But that's true. If it's a little stud, I, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, because who are you to say it's it's okay in the ears but not in the nose? Exactly. That's it. Yeah, that that's was right. what I thought too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and I agree. Fourteen is way too young. Mm-hmm. Um, all my kids wanted tattoos, and I said, "Okay, when you're eighteen, do what you want." But no, and and my friend is a very very talented and well known tattoo artist and he said they come in all the time with their parents permission and signatures at 14 and 15 and he refuses to do the tattoos good for him he says i refuse it because i don't want to have them coming back at 20 saying i didn't want Tweety bird i don't want this out yeah yeah and he goes and it's hard to cover them and we're not doing it that's why i'm still holding out (laughs) i don't know know what i want yet so you'll figure it out i feel like i want one but i don't know what i want i'm gonna call now that i know you have a good guy i'm gonna come come to your guy yeah he's awesome i actually have one that somebody designed for me that but i've been looking for the right person to do it so he's amazing yeah he's amazing he's very amazing well so here's the deal if you have a question and you want to know where to go to ask it and you want to be you know you don't want to address it to your friends or family go to onetoughmother.com onetoughmother.com there's a section where you can write a letter to us we're happy to help you we're happy to answer them and if we do answer them and you don't agree with us go back on onetoughmother.com and we'll read what you said exactly because we're here for you this is a judgment-free zone we're here for people you can find us on all social media we're on facebook twitter Instagram. instagram but one tough mother M-U-T-H-E-R dot com. Dot com. Come and write us, and we're happy to, to answer your questions. It's a dialogue, people. It is a di- Thank you, Gail. It is a dialogue, and we're happy to be here for you. Um, real quick, even though Lisa's not here, but she was so kind to put together the headlines and headaches, we're going to read them because there's some really great ones. But I want to say this. Our whole show today is sponsored by Samsung. Samsung 8 is what I want. She didn't bring it in her bag. I almost wrestled her to the floor. She <laughs> had one. But Samsung 8 is a, an incredible, incredible um, phone. And because I'm a photographer, I look for the phone that has the best camera, honestly. So this camera is unique and, and it's really, really beautiful. She showed me pictures she took with it. I'm blown away. Samsung 8's logo is unbox us, which I would have if she'd have brought it. But <laughs> damn it, she didn't. Karen, <laughs> you've been talking about that damn phone for weeks. You're getting one, I promise. I, I, I'm coming. Get one. Oh, and oh my it. God, I was so, when she showed me hers, I almost ripped it out of her hand. But so it, what I like about it is I always take a lot of night shots because, you know, I walk the dogs, it gets dark, and I see where something really cool. This camera does a really good job in low light. It, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful pictures. I mean, it has a lot of, um, things that I would like as, as a photographer where you can take one gorgeous shot and combine it with multiple shots to make something really cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, they're only getting better. Yeah. I mean, I have a beautiful, a very, very expensive camera with huge lenses, and I carry my phone because it's just easy. Easier. So, again, thank you, Carrie, for coming, thank and you, thank Carrie. you, Samsung, for sponsoring our show. If you send us a Oh, we'll say it more often. <laughs> Please we'll get Karen and eat so she can unbox it. <laughs> I just want to unbox. Okay, and we'll be back. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back, and we're here with Tough Mothers, Headaches and Headlines. Thank you, Lisa. Gail? Well, before we go into that, we uh, the Tough Mother, One Tough Mother Show would like to extend our hearts and prayers to all of the people in Texas and Louisiana and all the states that are affected by will continue to be affected by Hurricane Harvey. Um, we're sending you so much love and so much light and so much healing that we hope you're feeling it at this moment. Um, if you'd like to go to, to donate to help, please go to redcross.org. Um, all the money will get to the places where it needs to be. Again, so much love, so much healing we're sending from here. We're there with you. Okay, so to lighten things up a little bit, uh, we want to talk about Pink's VMA speech. She uh, wants her daughter to look up to David Bowie and herself. Uh, according to this, her, in her speech uh, for receiving the Video Vanguard Award, Pink recounted a time when her daughter told her that she thought she was the ugliest girl she knew and that she thought she looked like a boy with long hair. And Pink, being Pink, who was badass, by the way, spoke at an entire PowerPoint pre- presentation uh, to boost her daughter's self-esteem by holding up androgynous rock stars like David Bowie, Annie Lennox, and the amazing Prince. Because you know why? Because those artists lived their truths. And probably because they were so unique, they were made fun of every day. Yeah, I believe they were probably made fun of every day. And I, and I think that was part of their success was they held true to who they were and they let the light shine on who they were. They absolutely did. And, they, and because of that, we have a world that was changed by these people. David Bowie, Prince, and Annie, Le- Annie Lennox, Prince, for God's sake, changed the face of music. David Bowie... A force of nature they will never be another David Bowie or Prince or Annie and they will ne- they never will be there never has been I mean these are unique individuals and we wouldn't have them if they weren't brave enough to break the mold to You're not right. follow the pack and what I love about it is what Pink says um, ask the questions to her daughter says do you see me growing my hair daughter says no mama do you see me changing my body no mama do you see me changing the way I present myself to the world no, Mama. Do you see me selling out arenas all over the world? Yes, Mama. And there you have it. Bam. And you know what she is? What is she, Karen? She's a badass. She's one tough mother. <laughs> Pink, we love you. We yeah. should, Pink, you need to come on the yeah, show. Yeah, you need to be on the show. I love those questions for the kids, mm-hmm. you know, because right. it's so everyone's getting surgery now. I see people coming here, or guests and hosts that have, have surgery changing their bodies and their faces at a young age. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's not cool. No, it's and, and not. They don't understand. And, you know, we have a, we have another uh, podcaster who's a dermatologist. Once you start, you have to have procedures for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. And then you end up looking like, you know, you see, you've seen what people look like. A bad, so. that really bad. woman. Yeah, yes. bad. really bad. I'm really glad that my mom never let me have Barbie, me and my sister. We weren't allowed to have those types of dolls because it wasn't realistic for what women were supposed to be be like. And I like now that they have a realistic Barbie. They, they have now to. They they've do. had to do that. I think that's a great idea. Well, my story here is Domino's and Ford will test drive, will be test driving or test self-testing. I can't get this out of my mouth. Uh, they'll be doing, wait a minute. Okay. Um, there we have pizza delivery with no delivery man. Uh-uh. Just a car. Self-driving cars. Yeah, self-driving cars will bring your pizza. I don't know. I want to Who's coming the, to the door? 
right. No, no, you have to go out. Like that the last the fifty. Whole purpose. Yeah, the, the last fifty feet, they're like be letting you know, and you have to go out and get your weird, right? How long will the car wait for you? What? Are, yeah. What do you? Why do you yell if the pizza's cold? Right. It's or just the free cheese is stuck to the top of the box. And what's a good tip for for no driver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, you, well, that you know when I was starting to like it, you don't have to pay them. Here's a quarter Quaker State. Here's here's some here's some oil for you. How does that even work? They just and why? I'm gonna think in my mind, and it didn't say this in the story, but I'm sure you're gonna have to pay for the pizza before it gets there you're gonna have to give them a card maybe like an uber thing right, right? so the pizza's there and the guy the driverless car shows up and like how does he know it's you okay so is your neighbor taking your freaking pizza so people it's watching entire, oh right? my god there's one of those so pizza delivery cars and running grabbing your pizza and oh, you wow think I about that. that there's yeah. all you're you taking jobs away too from people right thank you tough Brother Steph, mm. stop taking the jobs. Like, for God's sake, it's pizza delivery. <laughs> Let the pizza boys have their jobs, man. Stop well, you know, the madness. But we had Samsung in here, and they're doing they're, they're, That's what they're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm like, shut up, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Samsung here. Enough of it. But no, seriously, it's the pizza boy. Give hey, the pizza I take boy. It over. Come on, no. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm sorry. Here Karen. is your pizza. You have I ten seconds say. to get your pizza. <laughs> Nine. We'll see. We'll see. Big and megaphone of the car. Wait, Seven. The, the window Six. rolls down <laughs> automatically, and some like robotic hand comes out. I'm pizza. I'm all for the technology, but give those pizza people some jobs, man. Keep Where, some keep some real people out here on the streets. Where's the pepperoni? <laughs> the, the arm comes out pepperoni chop 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 there's your pepperoni and again I yeah. say freaking Jetson land we're living in it is it's Jetson land George Jetson so yeah so come on gal let us know what you think about that we're I don't want my pizza delivered by a car with nobody in it listen I want one of the kids that works around to have like a little summer job delivering my pizza yeah yeah and they I always give them five bucks or something if they would deliver yeah well, you know a piece of your house nobody will no, my house there is no delivery <laughs> but when i lived other places if they came i would like give the guy i always like oh like hi and do we need a bottle of water like i'm like really i don't know it's like trick your or treat mom for me. your yeah. mother certain things are just a fabric of the society that we love pizza don't touch our pizza yeah leave our pizza alone ford knock it off Domino's. you're done <laughs> okay so we're at the time of the day where we're going to do um tough mother says and here it goes never act until you have clearly answered this question what happens if i do nothing and that's a great tough mother that's says good. because wow. never act on something until you in your brain have said to yourself oh what happens if i do nothing here then you should act surrender so, yep there you go my friends thanks for being here again thanks for listening to us we're one tough mother facebook twitter Instagram, onetoughmother.com, M-U-T-H-E-R. You don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. Thanks, guys. We love you.